You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. Well, well, well. (laughs) (laughs) We are coming at, not live, because by the time we go on Friday, it'll be Friday when our podcast, but we're recording on a Thursday because we now have the ability to record later in the week because your fiance that uploads our podcast to the platform now lives in California and we don't have to worry about her having to do it so late. You know what? So she is paying dividends already. (laughs) It's like I'm getting married to her. (laughs) (laughs) She is fine. It's like, it's like she is finally paying off and doing something for me. <laughs> She's going to be so mad when she hears this. <laughs> so she is officially moved, job, everything. Like she moved, she got a job, she started working, like uh, teachers go early before the school, before kids report. But today on Thursday was the first day that kids reported to school so it was their first day um classroom time so just like you were being young i don't know if you were like this but remember being young at elementary school the night before the first day of school like you couldn't sleep and you had your you had your first day clothes set out ready to go yes yeah so she was she was like that she didn't have to be at school until i think 8 eight thirty or something like that but she was up at 5.30. Now, right right now, we live a couple of miles from, not even a couple of miles, 1.6 miles from, wow. from her school. So she was up early and just like putting around, getting ready. And yeah, I took her today. I picked her up. She was excited. You know, she met all her students. And for our audience, she's a, uh, special education teacher. She teaches English, special 11th grade English, special education teacher. And in California, special education is intermixed with not special education. So this all just one classroom. So, so she teaches 11th grade English and also has um, special education teachers who have some or students who have some type of learning disability. So she focuses on that and she can also do it in Spanish. So, um, yeah, she was pretty stoked. You know, I made her a lunch and dropped her. We were in that mix for all those, you know, first day of school, all those cars. And, you know, it was just a mess out there. And the only thing I was thinking was, I'm so damn glad I'm not in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is high school high school and it is just like when I drove her and then picked her up my daughter and I picked her up and you just see you know that school has 25 2600 kids and and, right you see all those kids all those you know the dress styles you know the clothes the shoes the hairs it just all those kids like it's like a giant mall worth of teenagers and you (laughs) just think oh my god (laughs) 
a giant, a giant <laughs> mall. <laughs> oh god! So she's here. and then you know what? So so her, we moved some of her things here ourselves, but uh, but most of her stuff we were hired a um a movie company, and because she had a one bedroom apartment in New York, we didn't hire, we couldn't hire a um, like Mayflower, like the big movers. So you have to find like a smaller carrier. So I found a smaller carrier. They came last or two weeks, whenever it was, packed up our stuff. And then they tell you. So what they do is they pack up all your stuff and then they store it. And then they find a major carrier that they just hit your ride on, basically, and send your stuff out um, to where you're going. And they tell you, well, it could take up to a month or so because, you know, we find the best rates and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I get a call. Today is Thursday. I get a call on Tuesday from the West Sacramento FedEx warehouse. And they say, hey, we have all your stuff here. We're going to bring it Thursday. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they just shipped at FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> so it is just sitting outside. Yes. I was like, I could have done that. Like, I could have got a FedEx too. So, they, <laughs> right? It was the it was the funny. They gave me this whole spiel contracts about shipping and trucks and catching a ride, all this stuff, liabilities and all this stuff. They just sent that stuff to FedEx. <laughs> Sucker. Right, right. So FedEx calls me Tuesday and said, okay, we're gonna deliver it sometime between eight and five. And I'm like, my man, can you give me a better window? <laughs> he said, you know what? I'll do something special for you. I'll have them call 30 minutes before they arrive since you're so close to us. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I'm sitting at home. I think I'm writing an article or something like that. I got a, I got some um, U.S. Open tennis on. And I'm sort of daydreaming as I'm trying to think of what to write. you know. And I look outside my window and there's a FedEx truck. Uh, oh I'm my like, god no call no text no nothing and the guy just goes yeah i got i got i got three pallets for you so i go yeah just put them in the driveway and it's just it's like it's like shrink wrapped and then i go well what are, what are you gonna do with these pallets he goes i go you're gonna take them he goes i can't take the pallets i got no room and, and i go wait a minute you just took these whole boxes like three pounds off your truck right here. What do you mean you don't have any room? Like you're right here. You just took them off. <laughs> that, is, that is not how spatial stuff works. Like it's not I'm no a scientist. Vacuum, right? Like your truck didn't just fill up out of, out of air. Like you can't fit these on. He goes, Well, really, I just don't have any time. I said, Man, you should have just said that. So I got three pallets of stuff in my in my driveway. I got to get into the house over the next couple of days. Oh my! And the good thing here, although you love it, the good thing here is you don't have to worry about a, a rainstorm coming in. Ah, uh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, I'm uh, telling you to be able to plan your weekends months in advance in the summertime and the and, and and into fall to know that you don't have to plan or have a second plan in place if it rains. You know what? It's funny you mentioned that because I checked because she's from New York. I checked New York uh, on Google. I checked the different weather, right? So Sacramento in, in August, we average, you know, the uh, mid 90s. And in September, we average the 90s, you know, 89 to 92 or something like that. And then October, it goes to like 85 to 90 or whatever, something like that. 
with like almost no chance of rain. And in New York City, on any day of the year, New York City has a 33% chance of rain. Damn bullshit. Tap, I'm tapped out. I'm not. <laughs> no. No. Right. That is so not fun. Right. It's like, and then it's like, it, it can be hot and humid. And I'm just thinking, I don't want a one third chance. Of, and I love rain. I don't want a one third chance every day. Because you can't, <laughs> like you said, you can't plan anything. Nothing. It would be when I lived in Wisconsin and say graduations would come around or birthday parties or weddings and they want to be outside. You have to go somewhere that has some sort of covering in case it rains. Oh, um, that's like being in Seattle. That's crazy. No, I ain't hey, doing it. I'm not doing it. Hey, speaking of Wisconsin, um, sort of related, but not fully related. Um, your old quarterback for the Packers is now in New York, the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna just get past that and ask have you done your fantasy football yeah okay so i will be doing a very interesting i have two fantasy football teams so uh, my work has one and then i have an all-female one and our draft is september 6th so oh. next wednesday i will be doing my draft with them and let me tell you i was telling these guys at work you know because i'm i'm a shit talker and you know, sure. at work, you got to have some, you know, you've got to be, have some cooth and be uh, HR appropriate, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't, my team name, because I work in promotional advertising, so we do air dancers. So my team name at work is air waving to all the losers. That's the team <laughs> name that I can. <laughs> right? So that's, that's HR appropriate. Then I go over to my female league with these women. And my name on there is called the cock blockers. Now, <laughs> what's interesting is I was telling the people at work that I have never been a part of any fantasy football league in which the shit talking and the demeaning conversation is nothing compared to being in an all women's league. Like if you have thin skin, you cannot be in this woman league that I'm in, because I will tell you, they annihilate you. No matter how, if you're if you're at the top, they'll find a way to knock you down. If you're at the bottom, they'll find a way to keep you there. Like I'm telling you, the epitome of of smack talking is in this women's group. So it's why I stay in every year because I learn a lot of good sayings that I can use throughout the rest of the year. You know what? So what are some of the other names of the teams? Um, in your in your women's league, not 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 the not the boring basic ones. For not HR. the boring. So you've got if I I'm gonna go off memory. Uh, one is like multiple wingasms, uh, <laughs> uh, touchdowns and beer. Um, there was there was like my homies and me. Uh, uh, God, there were some good ones too. I, I'm trying to think of. Usually, it has to oh like. These nuts. So these. <laughs> okay, that was that's a funny one. Uh, <laughs> so um, I was trying to think of some other. Okay, like um, touch up, frighteningly stupid, Swift Taylor, the limp biscuits, um, buns and guns, and I'm sorry, L. Jackson. So. <laughs> Some good creative ones in there. I think I'm, I would, we'll see what happens with some of the new people this year. But usually they'll change their names based on who maybe their quarterback is or if they have a play on any of their players that they could use as a, as a title. Hey, do you guys, uh, does your league, your ladies, do you guys play for money? Yeah, 50 bucks. 
So, oh, that's not bad. Is it fifty bucks? Okay. Like, like you pay fifty dollars to get in, and then the the winner wins the pot. Like, yeah, like three. I think there's a first, second, and third. Third place, you get your money back. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's not bad, right? And it's fun. And do you are you in any? Do you sign up for any? Do, do you know? Because uh, I always have a story that I play fantasy football first in the eighties in San Francisco when um the 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 leader of our little group did the calculations by hand. Holy shit. Right? It's like, I mean, you talk about like being on the abacus or using rocks. That's how old it was. Isn't that crazy? Like we were doing it by hand via email and she just calculated it. It took her a few days to get all this stuff all worked out and send us results. Like the Sunday results are after, I guess, after Monday. We wouldn't get all the results until about Thursday. Before Thursday at football. <laughs> crazy right and then you know so, so i'm not in a league um I, I i played in leagues in 80s 90s 2000s and probably the last time was maybe about three years ago so i haven't been in a league um i was in a family league but they were too it was it was the part of my family that's too churchified so you couldn't really cuss or anything so it wasn't really that fun and, is this um, the same family that charges to attend birthday parties <laughs> oh god oh god like attend pick a meal and then in advance buy an outfit. Get, right buy an outfit and then get there and it was buffet i was like <laughs> what about 60, this? 60 bucks per person we're not talking that, for a family right, right so i made certain i got two or three big plates to go <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> I went to that buffet with some extra plates, and they weren't even like paper plates because it was in a restaurant. I took their plates home with me. <laughs> uh, I paid for these bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! So, so I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna be in the fantasy league this year. But do you remember we used to work with this guy? We'll just call him Mike. Okay. And. <laughs> by his name okay cool <laughs> <laughs> and he used to be in a fantasy football league where they would he and his friends would go to vegas to oh meet to do yeah to do their draft and then i think early on they had like a, maybe a hundred dollar buy-in or and then it went to like 500 and i think it eventually went to like five thousand dollars Oh my god! I remember him going to Vegas for that. Now he didn't, yeah. he wasn't a drinker either. He didn't drink alcohol, but right, he did Right, he, right. He gambled, but didn't drink. And then, so I I stay relatively in contact with them, but usually just via um, text or Venmo. Like I would randomly like some stuff he does on Venmo because people do Venmo stuff and they don't lock their stuff, so you can just see what they're doing. And I just randomly go into my contacts and see who's on Vimo and like their little transaction. No, you don't. don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so like a little heart. <laughs> so if someone said Mike paid so and so for dinner, you heart it. <laughs> yep. Or like or like money for my hairdresser or splitting the tab. Just random people that I've probably talked to in years. <laughs> I just hit like. <laughs> I I've never thought in all my time using Venmo to ever like someone's exchange of money. Right? <laughs> Sir, because you can make your transactions private. 
but people people don't do it, so their stuff is there. You know, meals, dog stuff, weed, it's all there. I just be like, 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 like. Threads? <laughs> just liking shit. Are you still on threads? <laughs> you know what? I only go on threads because we have a common friend. Let's just call her Katya. Okay. And she is like the only person I know who's all, she is nonstop on threads. And so she will text me and go, would you please go to threads and like my stuff? I'm like, oh my God, nobody's on threads is worse than Facebook. But I did just find out that they're adding a search feature because before you couldn't search for anything. So they're adding a search feature and they're doing some enhancements. So it is coming, like it's going to be good and probably another six months or a year, but it's pretty boring right now. Okay, yeah. It's like just reading it, because you still stay on Twitter, because you have a lot of followers on Twitter. I do, I do. I, like, I'm getting close, like, not, like there are people like 40, 50, 80,000. I, I have a, just under 20,000, but, you know, I keep my social media active to sell books, and right now, I still get the most sales from Twitter. I do, I get the most sales, so... It, it's probably Twitter and then that new service Spoutable. I probably get the second most from there. Yeah. And then I think that there are all the rest are pretty much tied, like Facebook, um, TikTok, Instagram. They're all about the same. You don't really get much from them. And I've even tried advertising on Facebook and Instagram. It doesn't matter. I just do not get book sales from those from those places. That's crazy. Okay, so I, I should I correct myself. It's actually called X, not Twitter, right? Yeah, you know what? Like somebody said, your mama named you Twitter. I'm gonna call you Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god damn, people on the internet are savage. Oh, just savage. Did you see the the most recent video of Mitch McConnell freezing? I, was it a stroke this time? Yes, I did see it. Uh, so, so he's not like if if he's diagnosed with anything, they're not saying what it is. Like if it's uh, uh, many strokes, what they call TIA or dementia or Alzheimer's or what. But he was at a he was in Kentucky because he's a senator from Kentucky. He was at a he was at the Chamber of Commerce, and he's standing at a, at a podium. And someone asked him a question from the audience and dude froze. I mean, I mean, it was probably a longer freeze than last time. And so then one of his handlers comes up and says, uh, Senator, uh, do you want to answer the question? And he's just froze. Like he is like, he is, he is, he's probably like, his consciousness is probably in hell at this point. Right. <laughs> And nothing. And then, and then, the, then the lady goes, "Can you guys repeat the question a little bit louder?" As if that's going to help. Like that's not what's happening here. And so <laughs> someone right, right, right up to his ear. Right. So someone did yell out a question, and he nothing. So finally, she says, and another guy comes up. They go, "Oh, we're just going to need a moment or something," and they just sort of whisk them away. It just is brutal, brutal. Oh and, and, and you know what? Because you know, I used to work in the senior industry, and when before seniors are admitted to or allowed to move into either assisted living or memory care, um, most communities in California will give them um, a cognitive test. And it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a standard one. They all use the same one. And basically it just tests your 
your your cognitive abilities and ask you a couple of questions about maybe a simple math question or maybe something a, a simple memory question. They may they may ask you to um, memorize the sequence of words. You know we, that was that funny thing that they were making fun of Donald Trump a few years ago. You know they give you some words like lamp, horse, car, pencil, soap. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and then later on in a test, they'll ask you to repeat those things, right? And so, and and it, and it's conducted by, you know, a, either a nurse or um, either LVN or a nurse and or RN, and they give you a score and a score. And doctors would do it too when it when you're trying to figure out the cognitive abilities of a senior. And depending on how you do on it. The, the nurse at the community will either say you are okay to be in assisted living, meaning you can live on your own with some assistance, or you need to be in memory care because you need a you know a lot of assistance and your cognitive abilities are just not where you know where you, uh, there where you can live alone. And so, having witnessed this process, you know a thousand times, I can tell you. Mr. McConnell would not pass the cognitive test to allow him to live in assisted living. He would be in memory care. Damn. Yeah, and this guy's a senator. Oh my God. <laughs> and and you know what? There's a few of them because he's not the only one. I mean, the senators, the U.S. senators, I think the average age is in the 70s or something. And, you know, I want to be careful not to be ageist. However, for example, air, uh, airline pilots for major airlines have mandatory retirement at 65. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because because no matter how, how sharp they are, it doesn't matter. It is just at 65 for the major airlines, you know, United, Delta, you know, so forth, American, you, they retire you. Because, you know, you have, you know, one, two, three, four hundred people's lives in your hands. And they just say, no, we're going to cut you off right here. And I understand that. And so, you know, people say for the Senate, you know, you could be, you know, 80, 90, you could be 100. It doesn't really matter. You know, they could roll you out there. You could still, you know, be coached into doing your job somehow. And, you know, some people say, well, we do have retirement because you can vote someone out. And as long as their constituents are voting them in, then they should be allowed to be in. I just think that there should be a provision that at some point, just like to move into a senior community, we have to assess your cognitive abilities. And that assessment tells us how much you are allowed to do on your own and how much we have to do for you. And if a senator or you know someone who has control over lives, just like a pilot, because they can vote, they could cast a vote to um, approve war or something. You know, they could cast a vote to approve medicine, you know, or funding for medicine or, you know, all, they do have people's lives in their hands in a, in, in a different way, but they do have it. And I think it's okay to say that in a nation of 320 million people, and you only have, I don't know, 50 or 60 senators or whatever that number is, that that is such an exalted position that you should have some type of cognitive test, cognitive test that allows them to retire with dignity. Like, I don't mean yes. to throw, throw someone out that you can 
you can retire someone with dignity and like companies or even religious organizations, they'll say, you know, to a pastor or a bishop or a, a freaking pope that they are now the bishop emeritus or professor emeritus, right? They're at an exalted position as a way to recognize and reward their years of service, but they're not going to be the ones casting this, the deciding vote on something, you know, that affects, you know, millions of people's lives. And I think that's okay to say that without being, you don't have to be ageist. You just say, you know what, there's comes a time that a doctor will not practice that, uh, you know, um, yeah, you you know, all these jobs, we know there's a, there's a limit to what humans could do with age. And I think we should apply some type of standard that's fair. And again, it allows them to retire with dignity. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I wouldn't want Mitch McConnell being a doctor for me, like, right. Like to, he's my heart surgeon and he's doing, I wouldn't want him to do that. Why would I want him to have the ability to make decisions that, that could negatively impact the country? Right. It just, it shouldn't. And, you know, you could carve out some seats in, 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 in Congress and the Senate and say, you know, what, you know, all due respect, there's our, our senators emeritus, you know, these four seats right here. And, you know, they could do ceremonial votes because we are going to honor them and treat them, you know, with dignity and respect for being a senior and, you know, their years of service and their votes aren't going to count. And then when they're no longer able to sit in that chair, they need to be, you know, at home or in bed rest or, or hospital, wherever, then, you know what, then we'll do that. But in the meantime, we're going to get them exalted. Like, they do this in churches all the time. They just say the pastor is now the senior pastor, emeritus, set them over to the side. They still get honor and respect. The people, you know, still love them and everything, but they're not the driving force of what's getting things done anymore. And I, and I, you know what? I think that's okay. I, I agree. I don't know why we don't have an age cap. Why, why isn't there an age cap? I, I think that, you know, I think it goes to what I said earlier that that people are in office because people vote them in office. Yeah. And in America, it is really hard to get an incumbent out of office because senators are reelected at like an 80, 85% rate. Like you get that job, that's basically a lifetime job. And I think the Congress, they're elected at, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 percent. So you have very little turnover overall. And it's it's sort of geared like that because it costs so much money to run for any office. And a senator has a lot of power. You know, they can get money appropriated to their their states and. The longer you're a senator, the more power you have. You get on these powerful committees and you can start redirecting or directing funds to your area and the people that give you money, lobbyists, basically. And this is true. This is not just Democrat or Republican. This is all of it. You get so much money from lobbyists and everybody's every everybody has a lobby. Right. So whether it's pharmaceuticals or construction or teachers or police or science or university, it doesn't matter. Everybody has lobbyists. And when you can give a return on that lobbying money, then those lobbying companies or individuals or businesses that fund your election will keep putting you in office because you still you give a return on that money. And if if you if, say, a Mitch McConnell 
runs against someone who's like 35, right? And they want to take that seat. Well, every now and then there is an upset. And now that new senator, they have no power. They're not on any big committees where the money is. They have to, you have to wait in line, wait your turn to um, get your seniority so that you can get to that point where you have great appointments on these committees and things where you can start directing money. And so what happens is, you know, I decide to run against Ms. Ricano. I got no clout, no anything, but somehow I can get elected because, you know, you just hit, you know, hit the nail while it's hot, but you have no power. So all those lobbyists that wanted, you know, they wanted funding for their new drug. They wanted, you know, funding for a bridge in their, you know, in their, in their, in their state or whatever. You're not going to get that anymore. And then you got to start building relationships with some other senators, other Congress people, or you got to start building it with me. And I'd be like, well, I, I got no power. They're not putting me on any committees. I'm doing what I can. And instead of getting, you know, five, 10, 15, $20 million coming to, you know, Sacramento, I'm getting a million dollars. So it'd be, it, it, it's in the interest of the lobbying and the people who fundraise and donate to these senators. It's in their interest to keep the incumbents in, in office because they get the most return on their money. Damn, it's it's that that's sort of that's sort of awful, huh? It's like it's sort of awful that it just becomes a money game. And look, Mitch McConnell is so powerful. Let me tell you how powerful this guy is. They set up; he's a senator. So if a senator leaves office during the term or dies or something like that, or it becomes incapacitated, you know, whatever, then the governor of that state gets to appoint the replacement, right? And if your governor is a Democrat, if your governor is a Democrat, if your governor is a Democrat, then that governor is going to appoint a Democratic senator. You could you could tip the balance of power in the Senate like like that. Right. So. In Kentucky, where he is, they they've created a law that says. If our one of our two senators, they have two Republican senators. If our two senators die or become incapacitated, and if we have a Democratic governor, which they happen to have right now, they create a law that the Democratic governor cannot appoint a Democratic senator to replace the Republican senator. They made a law. They made that a law. They're, I think they're the only state in the nation that created that law. And it's so unique. Like you, they just they created a law that keep themselves in power. And the reason why is, and the reason and the reason why they they like having the power that a Republican senator uh, and the money that a Republican senator can bring to their state. So they made a law, and it's 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 unusual, but it's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. So even if Mitch McConnell stays frozen, they they can replace him. The governor Andy Bashir is his name uh, for Kentucky. He's a Democrat, but he can't re- he can't put a Democrat in power. He can only put another Republican and why that matters because the Senate is tied with Republicans and Democrats. And when the Senate is tied, it is the vice president who's Kamala Harris, who is the tie breaking vote. But that also means any legislation that the president wants to pass, you basically have to have every Democrat on your side. And that's hard to do. That's why all this stuff that president Biden and Kamala Harris are getting done is pretty remarkable because the Senate is tied. So they are keeping the Democrats in line. 
So all this infrastructure, all this, all this road construction you're seeing, that's what that is. And they just finally, after like 50 years, and they finally said, we're going to negotiate the prices of pharmaceutical, the top 10 pharmaceutical drugs used by seniors. The government now has power to go um, to the drug companies via Medicare to negotiate lower prices for seniors for that. And that's taken literally like 50 years or so. And that's because you have enough Democrats in the Senate. And so it's a big deal. So if they could get one more senator, you wouldn't even have to sort of negotiate with some of these Republicans like to get things done. You can just say, we got the power, we're going to get this shit done. And that's another reason why they don't want Mitch McConnell to like step down. They'll keep throwing him out there because the balance is so delicate. No one wants to lose that power. Yeah. Bonkers, huh? Yeah, bonkers. Very, very interesting too. Uh, I was listening to this woman. I I don't know her name, but she had talking about capitalism and how you know inflation, inflation, inflation. Well, inflation isn't caused by the media or by global um, businesses. It's caused by hungry. It's it's the uh, it's the CEOs and the owners of these major corporations that raise prices. Like they could yeah. choose, they could choose not to raise prices. <laughs> they really could. It's just gouging. Because <laughs> have you have you followed any of that writers and actors strike in Hollywood? No, I haven't because it's I I, I probably should. I haven't um, just because I don't. I'm a little depressed that they're not writing some of my shows right now. <laughs> I know, I know, and I've, I've been trying to get versed on it but i do know that one one just one small piece of it is actors saying they're not getting money from streaming services and that yeah and that when they they gave some examples is that um that if your show like you could have a regular show on like abc for example and then say it's picked up on netflix for example and it gets great streaming um, views on Netflix global, you know, hundreds of millions, you may only get a couple hundred dollars, or maybe a couple thousand dollars out of that because they have it built in that you get like not even pennies for all those, all those views. Like you're not getting paid for that. And yeah. So the, a lot of actors were sharing their paychecks from streaming services and how they were getting literally getting checks for pennies, like pennies, 10 cents, 80 cents, stuff like that. And how you have to have X number of hours to get benefits. You're not getting benefits. And how the studios want to digitize their, like digitize your image. So they say, so you, Jennifer, you go and you get a show on, you know, streaming services or cable or whatever. And they want to digitize your image and use your image forever and not pay you anything. Wow. Like not, not even like right, not even like like lowball right. you. Yeah, like say we're gonna lowball you, but just not pay you anything. Use your image in perpetuity and never pay you for it. God, fucking bloodsuckers. I do know I, I do know that they also, because of technology, chat GPT and AI, that they did have something in their contract in which they wanted that to only be used as a tool for research and, and fact-checking. Because chat GPT, if you type that into your computer right now and said, 
write me a script for a comedy based on a single girl in Sacramento, it would produce a script for you. Yes, exactly. It would produce a script. You can you can ask it to do a uh, like in college, you can say, write me a paper on an analysis of Catcher in the Rock. And it'll it'll do that. Or you could say, um, I had someone try it for an author I know. They said, write a chapter, write an additional chapter for this book that this author published and write it in the author's voice. And they then I chapter, write um, a page. And Chapter G did it. And you know what? It was probably about 70%. It, it, like if you read the author and then read that, it did make sense and it was related, but it gave enough where it could fool people into thinking it was that author that wrote that. And that's pretty scary. And and as a writer, you know, you go to school for that, you know, and, and as an author, as a writer for those late night shows and for TV scripted shows, you, you learn how to do that and to allow and to ask to say, hey, listen, we shouldn't be able to use these tools. I don't want to use these tools because eventually that's going to eliminate my role and my job yes. if we use computers to generate scripts for you. It takes away some of the human element. It does. And um, something that's, that is in fact within enough is that those programs learn as they go. So the more information being fed to them the more they learn, oh. right? And so they get, they, not only do they get better by the day, they're getting better by the second. And that's a lot of power to give just some computer programs. Like, right, and they're, they're saying even right now that, and I keep going back to college because my daughter just entered, entered college, that there is, there is a, a counter program that some university and some professors are already using they get a they get a paper. You can run it through the counter program. And that counter program will tell you if that was created by Chap G. Right now. Yeah. Would you wait? Like, hey, what did you call it? What did you call uh, it? Chap G. That, yeah. I think that's a popular I don't know that, but like wait, it's AI. I, I, can you let's let's I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna give a second to ask the question and then you say it again. And I wanna make sure I'm not talking. What did you call it? Chap G. <laughs> like like G unit, like G you're saying? Yeah, like like chap, like like hello oh chap G. Okay. It is <laughs> Okay. Now now <laughs> I'm hanging up. Yeah, you're making your own shit. You just created a whole new program. So, first, first of all, very similar to the story I told about saying for shizzle. And you saying chap, um, like good day, chap. It is, we are now even Steven. So it is chat, like chat, C H A T G P T. See, okay, I believe you, but when I see it, my brain just goes chap G. <laughs> That's a rapper, I think. I think there's some rapper out there. You know, and speaking of rappers, I know uh, talking about the writer's strike, but speaking of rappers, I, I'm an Eminem fan. I, I don't, I can't memorize his music. I can't sing. I can't rap along with him. He, he's too fast. But when you read his lyrics, he's pretty magnificent. And I don't know what the issue is with all of these rappers, these Gen X, uh, Gen Z rappers coming out, trying to diss 
Mr. Mathers and his rapping style because they need to leave it, they need to leave Eminem alone. Like leave him the fuck alone because I will tell you, Candace Owens just said something about about she's, um, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. Like I can't wait for his rap to come out. But Drake, Drake came out trying to put Eminem in his place. And if you haven't listened to it, go find it. You'll find it online. But I mean, don't go you know against Eminem. You know what? Like it is, it is, um, it is understood that when you list the top, say top five rappers yep. of all t- of all time that Eminem is in that top five. And many people will have him uh, no lower than three. Like usually no Jay, usually Jay-Z is number one. Yes. And then number two, you know, you could throw anybody in there. You know, like Biggie, Tupac Shakur Tupac, or Victoria's B.I.G. Yeah, yeah, Busta Rhymes. There's a lot of people. But Eminem is always, as a matter of fact, Eminem, Eminem has, has been considered number one for some time. But he is always somewhere between two and five, like period. And, and you won't get any other of the great rappers, right? These people that are on the um, going around like the 50 year anniversary of hip hop. You won't get any of them to say Eminem is no good. Everybody, Eminem, everybody respects Eminem's game. Like that's a fact. And let me tell you something. I don't need a Canadian rapper like Drake talking about who can rap. <laughs> At all, at all, and thinking, yeah, because you don't have like notorious B.I.G. or let's use Jay Z right. as an example coming right. out trying to trying to diss Eminem in a rap, knowing right. that they'll be annihilated. You know what? Look, look, he Drake's gonna get taken down. Drake need to be worried about why he was trying to groom Millie Bobby Brown when she was underage. He need to be worried about that. I didn't hear that. What? <laughs> yeah, she was online and, you know, she was, I don't know, 15, 16, when she had just got famous with, I think, Stranger Things or something. And he was all up in her DMs and, and she was young. So she was like, oh, no, we're just friends. He gives me advice and all this kind of stuff. And people were like, girl, that old man grooming you, you know? So I think it all faded away and she's overage now. I shouldn't say overage, but she's 19 or 20 or whatever. But yeah, he was all a text message friend when she was underage. And I'm like, you know what, man, you sketchy. Like everybody, everybody know what this is, old man. Stop it. Oh my god, how embarrassing for him, right? How embarrassing. Yeah, so yeah, Eminem. When we talk about rapping, I'm telling you, if you find it online, just put in Eminem and his rap about Drake, and you just there enough said. And I can't wait exactly. until. She talks about until he talks about Candace Owens. Yeah, he's tripping because I would say maybe Drake would be somewhere in the top hundred. You know, maybe, maybe you know on a whim, maybe top fifty. But yeah, he way down the line, he's nowhere near Eminem. Yeah, he's, a, he's like, a, you know how Hollywood has A list and B list, and then they have D list. Yes. That's yes. he's like D list. Yeah, like I tell my daughter, look, I might not be A list, but I'm at least a B minus list. <laughs> I'm, on, so I'm on a C list somewhere. Uh, see me. That's I like. Like I get that. I don't. I don't know. Um, I do know that when we talk about people being put in their place, I am super excited that the leader of the Proud Boys got 17 years in jail for the insurrection. Oh my god, sir! 17. He got. He did. He got 17 years and. 
Should have been more. He, he cried. He cried in court. Like, oh, I just, I just, you know, I just want to pick up my daughter from school and blah. I'm like, man, you should have thought that before you stormed. Right, you stormed the Capitol. And you know what? He should have been saying thank you because the because the government, the feds recommended 30 something years. 30 something years. And the judge who was appointed by Donald Trump said, I don't know if I will ever uh, he this is what the judge said. He's a Donald Trump appointee. He said, I understand all the arguments and everything. He said, I don't know, I don't I don't think I will ever um do such a short sentence off of a government's recommendation that I'm going to do right now. I'm not even sure why I'm doing it, but I'm going to give you half what they recommended. 17 years. Says, I've never done that before. And I'm like, well, I wonder why. Like, why would you do that right now? But, oh, but, my God. But he got 17 years. And, and, and you know what? Look, like, he should have gotten more. But at the same time, that's a long time. Yeah. Right. I mean, you because it's one thing to say 17 is less than 34, which I get. But when you start thinking day one, day two, day that takes a long time to get to 17 years. I think and when you take when you get a car loan for five, you're like, is this ever going to happen? Right. And because it's a federal, you don't get out early for good behavior. You do seven. You do 17. You know, listen. Hopefully my mom's not listening to this because, you know, we've had this conversation before where I'm just like good riddance. Like my my first thought was if this was Game of Thrones, I would be standing up there going off with his head, like legitimately. (laughs) No, no question about because he stormed the Capitol. Right. Right. And you know what? I I don't know of, of any other country in the world where we are three years past that. And he's still not in prison. Like he's not in prison. He's going to prison. But I don't know any other country in the world where, where, as let me say it another way, in the vast majority of countries in the world, he'd be dead. A thousand right? percent. And in the and in and ninety nine percent of the rest, he would have been tried and convicted already, sitting in jail. Right. So or so stoned. Him, yeah, him whining or stoned him whining and crying about not picking his daughter up from school. Too bad. You should have thought about that before you went in Capitol. Like, bye. Goodbye. Thinking that you're invincible. See, it's that white privilege, white supremacy privilege. Thinking, I'm not going to be touched. Right. The same. He's one of those same people that we talk about tough on crime. You know, give us tough prosecutors, put people in jail, three strikes, all that nonsense. But when it came time to him, he was like, "I, I should get leniency. No, that's not how it works. And now, you know what? Child. So he'll be in, they're going to take his shoes and stick him in prison. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, so if he went in today, which it isn't today, but if he went in today, he wouldn't get out until August of 2040. 40. Woo. Damn. Oh, oh, my God. That's a long time. Yeah. They, uh, so I don't care. I, I never have to think, think about him or see him again. Bye. Yeah, peace out. I don't. You got you got some of what you deserve, and I try not to be too callous. But man, I mean, there are innocent people being shot for the color of their skin by cops for no fucking reason. And at least you have you're still alive and have the ability to go to prison. I mean, and still yeah. probably work a little bit, see your family. So I don't feel right. one bit sorry for you. I know, sir, because we have this thing in this country where 
even with all our political differences, and they could be harsh, right? Very extremely opposite and everything. But, you know, this week we were celebrating the 50-year anniversary of the original March on Washington, right? Led by, you know, the Civil Rights Movement, Dr. King, a lot of other people. And, you know, I don't know, there were 300, 400,000 people there on the Capitol Mall. And nobody tried to storm the, the, the Capitol. Nobody tried to do anything. They had nothing. It was just it was just peaceful. And even when there was um, the Million Man March, right, some years ago, maybe the 90s or 2000s or something, nothing happened. Nothing it was all OK. And there's been women marches. There's been marches on the, in D.C. for LGBTQI rights. There's been anti-war marches. There's been anti-capitalism marches like, the, you know, BLM marches. There's been a lot. Nobody. Nobody tried. Nobody tried to, you know, go into the capital of the United States. Nobody tried to do that except them. They went in, they shit, they spread shit on the walls, they peed, you know, they stole, they just ransacked the place in front of the entire world, you know, and it's like, you and I know, if that had been Black people, uh, Latino people, Asian people, gay people of any color, Jewish people, you know, uh, uh, indigenous people, it would have been a bloody mess. A bloody mess. We all know that. And we all watched that live on TV. And I watched that like, I mean, complete, not only was I shocked, then I was really angry. Like, I was really angry that they had so much nerve and gall and audacity and privilege to think that they could do that and then just walk away and go back to their hotels. And they did. Like, and I, I'm nonviolent, but I wanted some heads busted. Like, what? It Nothing happened. And so now, three years later, for him and others to be, and a thousand have been arrested and sentenced so far, and another thousand to go or something like that. And for him to stand there and say, oh, you know, I got caught up in the moment and, you know, Trump made me do it. And I really just want to, you know, go back to my family and you know, pick up my daughter from school. I'm like, no, I do not care. You need to, you need to ride. Your tears. And you know what? I've always told you this. When someone cries in front of me, especially either at work or on TV, because they feel, especially if they've done something wrong, that actually makes me even more angry. Right? That makes me like, more angry. Right. Don't do, like, don't, you know, your tears not going to move me in those instances. Just at don't all. do that. Just, just own up to your stuff. Just own, you know what? I was I was wrong. I yeah, I got caught up in it. I thought, you know what, we could do something and I never should have done it. I'm sorry. And you know, here's my punishment. And I'll, I'll be a better person when I get out. Just own up to it. Talk it's about you, grown, you right, you a grown man in your late forties or fifties, whatever he is, talking about Trump made me do it. Man, shut up. Oh, Trump made me do it. Oh my god. Oh my uh, god. Like, my my friend made me do it. My brother made me do it. It's it's appalling, and you know, hopefully he rots there and doesn't have a very uh, fun time. Uh, yep. So office. so, what are you watching these days? Ooh. Okay. Speaking of violence, um, I watch this show on Netflix. I haven't. I'm, I'm waiting to watch like Silo and some stuff on Apple TV. So I saw this thing pop up on Netflix. It's called Who Is Aaron Carter. And 
I am a big women and oh my god, I just finished it. <laughs> so good. I just love women that are undercover CIA badasses oh. like Citadel, alias, you know, um uh Hannah, like all of these women dominated kicking some ass, and it was really good. Hey, they had the best fight scenes. The best fight scenes. <laughs> I mean, Aaron Carter, who is Aaron Carter? I mean, she was kicky butt, but she was in some fights. <laughs> fights. And it looked they looked real. I know it's acting, but right? they did a really good job by keeping it looking really real. And they had great twists. I mean, I just finished it today. It's so good. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's like seven episodes. Uh, yeah. I, I thought the acting was done really well. It wasn't corny in any way, shape, or form. It was a little violent, but not overly obnoxiously violent. Yes. It was good. It was really good. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great recommendation. I'm going to sure get that in the show notes. That's a great recommendation because it is it's excellent. And of course, I'm watching Big Brother season 25. So uh, mm. that's been really good. Real Housewives. Uh, Murders in the Building, of course. And I, I started watching just, I think, for noise called Glamorous. You might have talked about it with Kim Cattrall. And uh, she's a makeup owner. She owns a company. Oh, and- yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's one of those it's, corny little yes. shows, but yes. um, that you probably would find on the CW. Yes, uh, it's, yeah, it's very basic. Yeah, it's very corny. Something like Lifetime or CW. Yeah, it's good. It's good background noise. It's easy to watch. Yeah, so I've I've got that on. Um, I should be doing more reading because I'm trying to. I'm really trying to save some shows. Because, you know, all these fall TV shows won't be starting in fall, like probably Grey's Anatomy, all the ones that we like to watch during, you know, they come back after summer because they haven't really been written and or acted yet. So I got to get to some good shows to save to fill up my time. I know that's how I am with the Citadel. Like I watched two episodes and I thought I'm going to stop. I'm still saving the rest of that because, yeah, I just I don't want to. I need to, I want to have something to watch when it's time. So, so good. Cause, yeah, because there's going to be a lot of delayed stuff. They already start announcing like movies being delayed and everything. So, the, the scripted TV series are going to, that's going to come next. Oh, I didn't realize that they were doing that with movies. I mean, I, I knew it would happen with movies, but I wasn't thinking like they're going to tell us, hey, you're not going to see some of these movies that were promised. Was there anything that was promised but won't be coming? Uh, Dune 2. They delayed that already. Wow. Yeah. Dude. And, and, and yeah, and Dune One is good. Actually, Dune One is very good. Cause I, I went back and rewatched it and it's very good. It's so odd because it's only about maybe the first quarter of the first book. Like they didn't really cover a lot of territory from the books. And so there's a long way to go. Um, but yeah, anyway, part two is delayed. So there's that. Wow. What are you watching? So I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but but there's a really good J Lo movie on Prime called. I did. I, it's so good, Shotgun Wedding. It's so silly and dumb, but it's so good. So shot. So J Lo and Josh Duhamel. So Shotgun Wedding. There's one, and then um, I, we started watching a um, 
a rea- uh, not a reality, one of those music shows. I think it's on Fox. It's Don't Forget the Lyrics. And it's just a little game. It's just a little game show. And so you come on and you have like nine categories of music you can pick from, like the 90s or hip hop or country. And then they give you, once you pick a category, they didn't give you two, two choices of songs, right? So there'll be popular songs that you know. And then you get to choose one of them and you start singing along and they, and they show you the lyrics, you start singing along, but at some point they stop showing the lyrics and playing the, playing the lyrics. You have to just continue singing the correct lyrics. And so if you're one of those people who don't know lyrics, and that, that would be me. It's, it's oh, really, Chap? <laughs> Are you sure, Chap? <laughs> Chap Wait. G. What chat chat G? What um TV? What station is it on? I think it's on Fox, and it's okay. only like thirty minutes, and it's just you know you see these songs like like there was one like YMCA like really known popular songs, but you know you get into the third little stanza you don't be knowing those words. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's pretty funny. So we we're watching that, and then and then like you because LN is here. I'm all caught up on the Housewives of New York mm-hmm. and Atlanta. Yeah, so good. And Atlanta was a mess. Yeah, a mess. And uh, Orange County is kind of a mess, but it's yes. all a mess. It's all a mess. And um, Atlanta, like, I think the season ended waiting for the um, the reunion, but I think that guy that drew it, man, they were I don't know. Like it was a lot like happening, but the lady named Drew and her her husband seems to be a jerk. And I think Ralph, they're divorced. Say less. His name is Ralph. Like I, I mean, Ralph. If, Ralph. I I will. I, I'm sorry. Maybe it's. I have a little. I will not date somebody named Ralph. It just won't happen. Right, Ralph. Like, what are you doing dating a guy named Ralph? I, I don't. And he is such a narcissist. Never took responsibility for any of his actions, and he's a known cheater. Yes, that's what LAN was told told me. And then um they made they they started sliding down like a little bit of homophobia with, with her in that movie and maybe her. They sure did. Right. It was a little bit sketchy. I thought, oh, this is sort of getting ugly. And so that movie is on Peacock. I saw it at the it's the Hall Pass. Yes, the yes, pass the pass. The pass, yes. So yeah. sometimes sometime this weekend we're gonna watch that movie because I want to see how good or cheesy it is. Okay, yeah, you have to let me know because I watched the I watched the preview, so I let that run for a little while. So let me know how it is if I should if I should spend any even ounce of effort trying to watch okay. it. Fair I'll enough. And this, okay, wow. and then and then um, I am going to get Elian to watch start watching. Um, Season one of The Boys. Oh, yeah. Now, did, did you ever watch The Boys? It's so, it's good. It's like, it turns a superhero thing on its head. Oh, it's, it's one of the best shows. It's top, it's, it's so really good. top 20 for sure. Yeah. And so I want her to watch it because they have made season four, and season four comes out later this year. Oh, they made it? Yes. Yeah, so season Ooh. four, I believe, is done. And I think it comes out, I want to say November, December, something like that. Yeah. So we're going to watch that. And then, and I just want to say for the audience to go backwards to the movies, 
Um, we resaw Barbie, and Barbie is so good. It's really good. Right. And, and now I think it's the top earning movie of the year. It's over $1.4 billion now. Yeah. Right. And so it's so good. And then I mentioned Blue Beetle being very good. And I, I have yet to see, but a couple of movies I'm going to see. There's a new vampire movie out that, you know, and it's a Dracula movie. And in the, mm-hmm. in the, and in the Dracula story, there's just a couple of lines that mentions how he went from one country to the other country. He took a boat from one country to the other country. And the movie is based just on that, like the boat ride. So I'm going to see that. And then there's a there's a movie about a car, and I'll talk about it next time. It's called Gran Turismo. And it's supposed to be pretty good because it's like these gamers who like to drive somehow get into the real world and have to drive. And so you follow that process. So it's going to be pretty yeah, true story. That's based on a I true story. Know, right? I can't, that, that part I cannot believe. So I want to see it because of that. But also, it's one of the rare previews I've watched and thought, I don't think I'd like to see this. So I'm going to try to see that this weekend. I love it. Wow. We we covered a lot today. We try, we yeah. try to stay shallow, but man, we we can talk for a couple hours just catching uh-huh. up, talking stuff. And I am always so honored and privileged to learn every time I talk to you because you teach me something. I always think I have some regard of what's happening and I can understand politics but man when i get here and you talk i just go fuck i got a lot to learn so i always appreciate that <laughs> spending time with you because now i have to share my time with someone else <laughs> yeah, i don't like it but i love it yeah so um great chat this week really appreciate it always such a fun ride with you hey i appreciate the kind words i love you my friend and as a matter of fact i think that we've been talking too long see you later yeah bye <laughs> bye <laughs> Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.